It's the three-man weave best bet show presented by Field of 68, sponsored by Bet Rivers. We're excited to talk another Saturday of hoops. Fellas, what a weekend. What a day yesterday, by the way. The slate, oh, gorgeous. Some awesome games we saw. Finally, some meat at the top of that rotation order on the odds makers books. Uh, basketball. We're in prime time, Gee. baby. Hey, before I ask Jim and Matt, for some takeaways, I'm going to plug Bet Rivers. They have a four leg college basketball parlay boost right now, $25 or more. Bet Rivers will give you a 20% free profit boost. It's available in all uh, states with a sports book in it. And the profit boost will be loaded within 30 minutes of your qualifying offer being made. So, Bet Rivers, check it out. Parlay boost. Boom, boom, boom. Matt, takeaways from yesterday. What'd you see, man? Great day for the Big Ten. And even better day for Mr. Ken Pomeroy, who gets to mm-hmm. look at everyone and laugh, cackle evilly as his Virginia Cavaliers. And I say his Virginia Cavaliers just because they were ranked so um, outliery high in his model. Sure enough, we uh, talked about how Baylor was going to smack him and how the line was insane, yada, yada, yada. And then they put a 24 to 4 run out of the gate. Is Virginia back, Jim? Tony Bennett is the mojo return to Hooland. Maybe. I mean, they're shooting over 50% from three, and it's a lot of the same guys that shot 30% from three last year. So I'm skeptical a little bit, um, but you can't deny how impressive that run was yesterday. It felt like a an avalanche coming down on Baylor. They just had no prayer against it. Uh, so that was half my takeaway. My other half is that the Orange is dominating Vegas, Kai. Illinois, Terrence Shannon, yeah, super impressive effort against UCLA. UCLA kind of dominated the end of the first half, got a nice little lead. And then we saw the Brad Underwood pressure that we thought UCLA could handle mm-hmm. completely destroy that UCLA team. They melted down in the second half, and Shannon couldn't miss. Eight for nine from three, just yeah. absolutely ludicrous. So uh, we're going to have a nice L- little battle tomorrow L- between Illinois and Virginia for that championship. Uh, yeah, also, absolutely. it's completely blasphemy that that game is before the consolation game. It That's is weird, stupid. right? It's very weird. Like, all right, and for the encore, the loser's bracket game yeah. is stupid. Very odd indeed. Uh, yeah, that, that's an awesome <laughs> tournament, by the way. Uh, really pleased that that's happening. Um, really fun to see those matchups yesterday. Virginia, I guess I, I'm not ready to say, whoa, top five team in the country. It's one game. Can't really react. And they shot the crap out of the ball. Uh, you know, there's a lot of same guys from last season's team that didn't shoot that well. Uh, so TBD on them. We still love Tony Bennett, of course, top five coach. All that good stuff. Let's get into the games, man. Let's get into the slate. Maryland versus SLU is our highlight. That's right. SLU, Matt, makes the the top game of the rundown. Mohegan Sun, another MTE here. Huge game for SLU. A win puts them one step closer to an at-large bid. They already notched that huge win over Memphis. And Matt, this is Maryland's first real test. Who do you got? I'll be honest, I loved SLU for the first, what, 30 minutes of that game against Memphis, and I think we've been SLU believers all year. Um, however, I've been a Maryland guy, too, and I think this is a sneaky good spot to back him, especially at the current price. The market pushed this up to four. I think it's still at four um, at Bed Rivers in most places three, right three, now. Three and a half, unfortunately. Okay, well, then, yeah, I would, I'd stay away, which is good because I don't want to endorse fading SLU. Concern for SLU, Kai, we saw what the pressure did to them, Memphis. Maryland has been dialing up some pressure as well. Like uh, Kevin Willard's trying to make that a part of his DNA there. Some you know extended full court pressure with selective pushing of tempo on offense. I think Slew could deal with some issues there with the length that they have across all five positions. Um, if Kevin Willard watched that Memphis game, Jim, you think he's going to pull that out of his bag of tricks pretty pretty soon? 
I would certainly hope so. Uh, and Kevin Willard actually pretty good in this general spot as an underdog in his career at Seton Hall, 83 and 58 as an underdog against the spread, 59%. Pretty darn good. Um, I, I thought this was a hair high. I mean, I was on SLU last week against Memphis, so I feel mm-hmm. like my number on them is pretty decent. So to see this one be above my number was, was shocking. Uh, last night, Kai saw the four, didn't take it. I said, mm-hmm. maybe it'll go higher. Now it's three. So I'm staying right. away. Unfortunately, missed a good number, but definitely lean towards Maryland there. I think these teams are pretty close to equal. I'm with Matt. Matt and I have just been Maryland guys all preseason, so I, I don't mind if you're if you're trying to dip into the Terps here. Yeah, this will be interesting, right? Like I said, first real test. They Maryland's had no trouble putting away the subpar teams. It's also the biggest team Slew's faced. Maryland has size everywhere. Will it bother Yuri Collins? He has a five to one assist to turnover ratio right now, fifty percent assist rate. I mean, he's throwing up video game numbers, passing the ball. He's He is one of the best uh, point guards in the country. I do lean towards the dog here. It is plus three at Bet Rivers, I see. Um, I think the line's more or less correct, but I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. So lean towards Maryland. Next game, Providence versus Miami. Two darlings, Jim, last year. Miami, the Elite Eight, uh, the, the unexpected Elite Eight run. Providence, the Big East title run. Both teams have kind of played with their food in the early going, I would say. Who do you like in this game? I've talked a lot on this show about Ed Cooley as an underdog of or a favorite of seven or more, how bad he is. It's like 40%. Matthew, he's really good as an underdog, though. Uh, since arriving at Providence, 87 and 63, 58%. So I'm bringing the underdog stats with the coaches here. Love it. This obviously isn't like a big underdog situation. He's not really getting that many points, but I'm kind of selling this Miami team a little early, uh, especially this is Omir going against power conference competition for the first time this season. Everybody's in love with the undersized five man that's dominated mid major foes. I think this is a little bit of a step up going against this front line for Providence with Croswell. Uh, and even off the bench, Castro has been really solid for them. So I'm kind of leaning Providence, but I did make the number about exactly what it is. Have to sit this one out as well. Are you going to actually get your feet wet here? No, I think the line's sharp. Uh, Miami's slight favorite feels right to me. Not a huge believer in Providence. Like Miami, as you mentioned, has some flaws. Uh, may have been masked last year that might exposed or be get exposed um, as they start to step up in competition. Kai, interesting handicapping angle here. Hmm. Jimmy Laranega, going back to his old alma mater, played at Providence and he's chasing his 700th win today. I was unaware. I would remind, yeah. Well, I would remind you, uh, how did that go for Jim Beheim chasing his historic win when uh, Colgate came knocking to town? Maybe he's not distracted at, by all the pop. FYI, he what? Not at Providence. This is in this is in Uncasville, neutral. Oh, I tried. It's not at Providence. Okay, but he's playing Providence, his <laughs> alma mater. So there's a you know we got to beat your old school type of thing. But like I said, the Jim Beheim thing um, maybe makes me a little bit nervous, or that could just be all nonsense and maybe it doesn't matter whatsoever. Your thought? Yeah, uh, like I said, so both these teams kind of played with their food early on. Miami's one and two against the spread. Providence almost lost at home to Ryder. So not as sharp as we probably expected <clears throat> these teams to come out of the gate, especially Miami. I'm curious to see the Ed Croswell versus Omir matchup because to Croswell's credit, he is the number one offensive rebounding rate in the country. 33.5% offensive rebounding rate. That's video game numbers as well. Collins and Croswell, video game, video game. Omir, it's, though. It's so funny that it's triple his defensive rebounding yeah. rate. It's nuts. The guy <laughs> just like goes hard on the glass, I guess. But Omir's a pretty good bat, uh, a test for him up front. A grizzled veteran matchup in the backcourt. Got Wong, Pack, Bynum. Should be pretty fun to watch. I think Miami's the more talented team. I just trust them a little bit less. 
Um, I think Providence can run the shooters off the line. So I actually lean towards Providence ever so slightly in this game. Next one here, very fun one. Stephen F. Austin goes to South Dakota State. Matthew, I had a gut feel on SFA plus seven. It just feels too high. And you know I love my bunnies. You know you I do. do. I, I do too. What do you think? You know, I'd, I kind of lean the other way, I'll be honest, Kai. So South oh, Dakota really? State won at SFA last season. Um, and actually won there at a really tough travel spot. Like, I just think the South Dakota State team is so it's so trustworthy. Like, they've been in some really tough uh, situational travel spots. And they continue to play really well. I know the St. Bonaventure game is kind of a stinker, but I give credit to Mark Schmidt and that zone he threw at. The Jack Bunnies kind of thwarted their offense. Um, I think against the pressure, um, that's where this game is going to be determined. I like the over here more, Jim, because I don't really know if South Dakota State can break the pressure. Uh, Zeke Miles has been really struggling, by the way, this year, shooting and taking care of the basketball. On one hand, if, if South Dakota State attacks it efficiently, effectively, I guess they'll score really quickly and efficiently themselves. But turnovers will lead to easy buckets and quick buckets for us if they go the other way. Either outcome, good for over. I think the over is the best play in this game. I don't have a total take. I'm of two minds on the side. The turnovers are the huge thing. Right now, South Dakota State is 344th yeah. turnover rate. Like, it's really yeah. bad. They don't have a true point guard now that Shireman's gone. He was kind of... They haven't made shots also. Sorry, not to interrupt him. Yeah, no, and the making shots was the big part of the Bonaventure game. Like, they got a ton mm-hmm. of open ones against that zone, but it wasn't produced in the same rhythm as their normal man-to-man offense, and I think that kind of messed with them. I do think it's noteworthy, though, that, like you said, they've been on a kind of a travel all-over-the-world tour, and this is finally their real home opener. They played in Sioux Falls, but that's not a true home game for them. This is like the actual home opener. Maybe they're really hyped to be back home after all the, the traveling they've been doing. So it feels a tad high. Kai, I'm with you on that. Like seven, I don't think these programs are that far apart, especially with the point guard questions that South Dakota State has. But mm-hmm. I could see them having like the 12 for 24 three-point shooting game that scares me away here. Yeah, uh, weird but true stat here. South Dakota State has scored under one point per possession in the last three games. It seems unprecedented for them. They, they just can't put the ball in the basket. I am worried about the turnovers here. SFA gets in your jock. They defend. I'm also giving them a slight pass for the Alcorn loss. That's a good team. Alcorn's very, good. Yeah. very good, uh, well-coached team. I think SFA can wreak some havoc and, and cause issues for the Bunny. So I do lean towards them in this matchup. Next game, Jim, a fun one, Hofstra at St. Mary's, the battle of the undefeateds. Hofstra has looked wildly good. Top 35 offense right now, and they beat Iona, and they won at Princeton, they won at San Jose State. Who do you like? I lean towards the Gales. Um, Hofstra's their second game of their little West Coast travel spot here. They just beat San Jose State, as you said. Like, maybe one of the best. It's probably the best mid-major pick-and-roll attack in the country. Like, Estrada is just a monster in that action. Gets in the lane, finds the roll man. Uh, but we haven't seen Warren Williams yet for Hofstra. Kind of the man in the middle was supposed to be key for them. I think the Gales can just dominate the paint with their size. And that they're a really good pick-and-roll defense. Like, they're so sound positionally. They're going to force uh, Estrada to make, like, skip passes, and then they'll run shooters off the line, put him in tough spots. I think this is a tough, tough uh, matchup for that Hofstra pick and roll attack. And St. Mary's has already grinded a bunch of really good mid-major teams into a pulp. Yep. Uh, so I lean that way, despite the number being sort of high. I, I'm semi-interested in a Gale's first half, uh, but I haven't actually dabbled anything yet. I'm just bummed out because this feels like deja vu to last year where I love St. Mary's, the market loves St. Mary's. And by like game three, it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to lay these numbers anymore. They're just too high. But then last year they continue to keep covering them. Um, 
I'd be inclined to use that intel and continue to trust your instinct on St. Mary's if you think they're that good, which I think we do. But Hofstra's legit, man. I think you mentioned it, Jim. And the home court advantage won't be as strong today because they are coming from nearby. Um, and I think a dynamic shot-making guard could be the potential potential kryptonite to St. Mary's defense. Um, but again, no action. Have no appetite to fade the Gales. Number's too high for me to actually lay the points. Yeah, man, St. Mary's... What, Jim? Shot making guard. They play. They just played Max Aismiths and kind of shot. That's him true. Down Completely. Him down, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at. <laughs> That's a great point. This is a, a battle of uh, strength for strength. I, I said off. Hofstra's got a top 35 offense. St. Mary's is top 10 right now in defense, and it looks legit. Uh, this team is awesome on both ends. Like Jim, Jim, Matt, and I are talking. Jim mainly about taking a flyer for them to win the WCC. That's how good St. Mary's has looked so far. I so it's did. a yeah, major test for Hofstra. However, Hofstra can shoot. That's the great equalizer here. They will probably get some looks from the outside. They're not stopping St. Mary's on offense, but maybe St. Mary's controls the pace here. Low possession game, 13 and a half points, a bit high. I lean towards Hofstra. All right, chat mob round one. I think we got Matthew on the ones yes, and twos. I'm on it. Not right, a ton no. of questions, I'll be honest. People are distracted by college football today. Who cares? Don't watch college football. Except the versus more people care. State. I get it. I Go get Tigers. It. Go t- who they play today? New Mexico State. Oh, it should be a should be a doozy. Um, no yeah. one cares. All right. First question. I'm gonna spoil my best bet right off the jump here from Daniel. What about the Bonnies minus seven and a half against Bowling Green? Wrong. Other way. You're what bowling green. This is my best bet. Plus seven and a half, I believe, is the updated number. Um, I faded the Bonnies, I think, last week. I think I faded them every game this year, and I don't have any disrespect toward Mark Schmidt. I think that roster is pretty weak. Yeah. Um, they had they had some uh is it Luke? Who's their uh play their point guard? Luke. Luke, Luke. Luke. Yeah, I mean he really impressed me, but I just don't think he has a lot of help. Um, and I think mm-hmm. they're overly rely on him and uh and Lee to make shots. I'm just not in on this on this Bonnie's team, especially as a favorite. And Bowling Green's been feisty, man. I think they're a good bounce back candidate this year as a play on because of the injuries they had last season. Um, they played against Air Force's zone pretty well. I think if they see that zone that the Bonnie's threat at South Dakota State, they'll be somewhat competent to execute against it. So I'd say it's too many points, Kai. Plain and simple. Yeah. And I, we're still I, in chat mob. So I, I lean your way. Yeah. <laughs> best, bet, uh, best bet, Matthew. Good job. What do thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a winner. Uh, Matthew Akers. A few others actually asked about this one. Jim, going to you for a uh, little West Coast showdown. UC Irvine, Pepperdine. On Some the market tug of war right after chat mob. So we'll on the outline. Ah, that's right. It's to make the outline good. It's a great game. All right. A lot of good thoughts on that game coming up. Stay tuned. Benny and the Jets. Jets asking about Kent State, Chicago State. Not on the outline, but Matthew Cox has a wager, and that's Kent State. Market came in on Chicago State early. I don't understand it. 22 down to 20. This keeps on fading the You guys can just listen. I'll just inform the people. I'll lecture. Um, Yeah, I bet Valpo last game, Jim. That was a nice bet for us, right? Valpo was only down 20 in the first half. Um, Kent State's their animal, and Chicago State away from home. It's just a lot worse. I know it's not a huge travel, but home, bro, Chicago State's bets are pretty stark. Yeah, Chicago State started that game seven for nine from three against Valpo. That's not happening again. I kind of like Kent State first half and full game. I I think they beat the brakes off them. Another one from Daniel, UNC Fresno alternate total under 80. Um, I kind of love this angle. Like, what's the actual total? 117, which is one of the lowest no, we've seen all like, season. It's like 114 now. It's down? Okay. It's very uh, low. If Tyler Perry's out, yeah. Oh, by the way, this game's in the outline. <laughs> is it really? Yes, Matt. Matt, do you? Oh, do my you goodness. All right. <laughs> not really, no. It's not, uh, it's a, off it's the not cup, a Jimmy. super deep slate today. It's not. It really isn't. 
Uh, question about Eastern Michigan getting points at Oakland, bounce back game, in-state rival. Kai, I did think the opener was a little bit too high, too much respect for Oakland, who has some issues right now, some defensive issues. Thoughts? I guess I guess I lean emu. I lean over. I think there's going to be a ton of points. Uh, neither team plays defense. It's over. been that up. Time, it's 160 yeah. and a half. That's, high. Yeah, That's really high. It's too high. There's a few this totals the that have been smashed over. The few that just went nuts. obvious totals. Yeah. Yeah. This is the kind of game that actually will get motivated, get Bates and Farrakhan motivated, like in-state team. Yep. They probably no rocket Watts from, or at least Imani does from getting recruited to Michigan state. I think he's locked in when they go on the road to Bradley, they don't care, but this one, I think he'll be dialed. Yeah. I think we were impressed by EMU against Michigan, but then now as we see Michigan fade into oblivion, maybe that wasn't the best as good of an effort as we thought at the time. Um, a few folks asking about Seattle, Portland. We have a Jim V Kai dispute here. Kai, you first Jim, you second on this game. Well, yeah, I should have Jim say, I like Seattle here. I, I've been fading Portland a little bit. It hasn't really worked out. Uh, didn't work out against air force rather, uh, Kent state beat them, but I just think it's too much respect. There's not a lot of travel here. Uh, Seattle, I think is, pretty good they're very well coached uh in fairness to portland they are too but i think jim can probably articulate his side a little bit better he's stronger yeah, opinion here maybe we'll see yeah one of my best bets is portland minus three Woo! Uh, i i know the market has been against me here like this i think it opened four and a half and it's been bet down i just really like portland uh, I, I think that they've got a lot of versatile playmaking and they went into that air force game saying like all right we need to kind of slow down figure things out kent state kind of smash them as part of that long travel that they were on. And they really did. Like they, they found a little more patience with the ball. I think that'll play up against Seattle here. And I'm just, I'm a little lower on Seattle than in Kai's. I don't love that roster. There's not a lot of playmaking in the backcourt. Cam Tyson can make eight threes and make me look like an idiot, but they He's lost really Kyrie good. Brown to the portal, Darian Trammell to the portal. Those were their two like linchpins on offense and pressure valves on defense that made their turnover rate so high last year. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of lower on them, Maddie. Portland for me. Yep, no take. I'll be on the fence. Let's get two more and then back to outline. Uh, Ted Spencer, Kai, asked about Northern Colorado against San Jose State. Mm-hmm. I laid the points. I thought it was a little too short, even though I'm betting against Tim Miles, and I, it's not something I usually advise. Um, I think Northern Colorado playing a team after the, sorry, playing a team not named Baylor or Houston will be good for that offense. So I think they come out of their offensive lulls and, and uh, yeah. you know, hang 80 or 90 on this. I, uh, I agree. This they're, they're finally playing a team they're, they're better than. So I agree. Yep. Yeah. Uh, last one, Jim, uh, twofer from Fondell Nichols, BYU or Robert Morris Dayton. Any thoughts on either of those two? I think the latter is important. Um, Mally Smith might be back today. So yeah, key thing for Dayton there. It sounds like he is. They, there's like a video where he's in it and looks like he's going to play. You don't know about Deron Holmes and Tamani Kamara. They're both day to day, but there's a chance all those guys are back in Dayton's full strength. I'm kind of scared of Dayton if they're full strength. I think they're Bo- rock. Bobby Moe yeah. is going to be, yeah, they're not good up front. So there could be a bloodbath inside. Yeah. On the other one, uh, I expected to be on Nichols. I, I thought the number would be a hair higher, uh, but it's <laughs> dog or nothing for me. BYU's, it was. they're yeah. just not a good favorite right now. They don't have playmaking in the backcourt. Uh, they've got a little bit of shooting, but they don't have guys to create for those shooters. So I, I think Nichols, who's been a really good underdog throughout the years under Austin Clunch, mm-hmm. I think that would be the side for me. Yeah, they need to find some more eligibility for Alex Barcelo. But uh, yeah, BYU's in trouble right now. Kyle, let's go back to the outline. We'll get to the last round. That's second let's do it. Interval. Hey, let's let's hit UC Irvine at Pepperdine. A question in the chat. A lot of questions in the chat. So yes, market loves Pepperdine. This game was pushed to four. A famous conglomerate bet Pepperdine. Boy, am I on the other side here, Jim. I like Irvine. Who do you like? 
I like Irvine as well. Uh, I don't want to swipe your point if you're going to go into detail on it. Nah, go for it. Irvine smashed them last year, destroyed, destroyed them. Granted, it was a young backcourt. Max Lewis did not play in that game. Uh, but I like the Irvine team. They've been really strong so far this year. That win at Oregon really stands out. It's like, a, oh, wow, that's what they're capable of. Uh, Matt, the one question I had with Irvine coming into the year was, who's the big man? Who's the guy that fills that role that's been constant under Bent. Russell Turner? It's ben Luton had an awesome game last game. He was the best on the floor. So I'm I'm sold now that I've seen like full evidence that Luton is is really solid. Uh, I'm I'm in on Irvine and Matt. This is a coaching mismatch. I, Turner over Romar every time. Yes. Um, yeah, I made this close to pick, so I understand the money on Pepperdine, um, but I also don't because Wait, I you do. I don't. I, 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 group. Pick? I, I don't get the money on Pepperdine. If you made it close to pick, shouldn't you think it would be? No, I'm saying I, I understand people would disagree with the number I made, but I'm with you. I like Irvine at the current number. I wish I would have got it when it hit four, but I think you have to respect how talented Pepperdine is. I know it's the biggest coaching mismatch that might exist in college basketball, but Pepperdine, this talent crop is scary. Like maybe the best Bromar's had. Um, and even with Colby Ross and the Esslers, the, the Edwards bros, I think this group's more talented. So you could argue there's like real serious upside here against Irvine, though. Not the time you want to back them. Yeah, I agree. The, the talent is is awesome. And then that's why people love Pepperdine. They saw the first game against Rice and they're like, oh, this team's amazing. And they could be. They're just a high variance team. They're very undisciplined. This is anything but a disciplined team. And you saw when they finally played a disciplined team, it was Fullerton and they lost. Fullerton's physical, Fullerton's disciplined, and Pepperdine lost. Irvine, about as disciplined a team as you can get. That program is year in, year out. Uh, plays good basketball, Turner over Romar all day. It's not a lot of travel. Irvine beat Oregon and LMU, which looks awesome now. Two really good efforts. I don't get the Pepperdine play. I'm going Irvine plus three. Next one, unless someone's hurt. That's my caveat. Who cares? Watch out, watch out for matter. injuries. Players don't matter. Doesn't matter. All right, next game. New Mexico State at New Mexico. New Mexico's looked awesome, Matt. They've proved the majority of college basketball hype media this offseason, correct? Southern Utah, South Alabama, SMU. That's an impressive three-game stretch there. Who do you like? Um, I, the number I like New Mexico State, I'm just not going to back them because it's still a team that feels very work in progress, e to me. And just the whole vibe around this game is New Mexico has been owned by the Aggies like the last 10 years, basically, during the Chris Jans era. And now they finally have the better team and they're at home. I just think they come out super locked in, super ready to go, and they put a hurt on New Mexico State. Just a pure gut feeling, Jim. I have no other reasons to back that up. Just seems like with the historical precedent between these two schools, bitter rivals, um, I think New Mexico gets them today. Interesting fact here, Matt. The last four meetings, New Mexico has covered. So it wasn't like James oh, like Kurt straight totally wow. owned them. Yeah. Uh, I, two of those were COVID year when neither team was at home or whatever like that. That's kind of a outlier kind of thing but last year relatively impressive new mexico won once and covered lost by two in the other game yeah uh, so close. i was shocked by that the one historical trend that i think i'm dialing into here is the over five of the last six mm. have gone over i know it's a new coach from new mexico state but higher is basically a, a chris jans acolyte like he's going to run all the same stuff they're going to get up and down we know new mexico likes to do that kai with this nucleus the two guards mashburn um and why is the other one escaping me um uh, uh escaping me as well house house uh, but yeah <laughs> no, like those yes. guys are go 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 i know they have a little more interior defense this year but i still think we see a lot of points in this one i mean last year one of the games is 101 to 94 the other one was 78 76 i think it's points 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 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like that angle, Jim. Um, New Mexico State's no pushover. It is a rivalry game, but this it's not Jans' team anymore. I, I think Greg Hire is a good coach, but if it was Jans, I'd feel more comfortable about them. Their 20 turnovers against UTEP has me pretty scared. I think New Mexico can turn them over. Um, so I would stay away, maybe lean towards the Lobos. Next game, Middle Tennessee at Missouri State. Yes, this one made the outline. Jim, Middle Tennessee bounced back nicely after a went the loss. They beat Rice. Murray, uh, Missouri State impressive against BYU. Who do you like in this game? Short spread. I think it's like minus two in favor of the Bears. Yeah, this I made the spread exactly what it is and sat on my hands because Middle Tennessee, I, I was on them against Winthrop and was rather bummed out by their lack of strong effort uh, and then was against them with uh, with rice and that was also <laughs> disgusting rice so, stinks yeah. at defense god yeah Horde. two straight games i've been on the total wrong side of middle tennessee a team i wrote for the almanac and was pretty high on uh, might have knocked them a little too much for that winthrop effort matt they kind of changed up starting lineup a little bit uh, they brought in cam weston instead of the juco transfer uh, justin porter and i thought weston was going to be like the breakout guy for them so i kind of like the way that's trending and their defensive effort against rice was monstrous so uh, staying away, Missouri State, that's kind of more your area of expertise, so I'll defer to you. Yeah, not this year. It's a lot of new pieces, a lot of new faces, um, but they are still pretty talented. Not as talented as last year's crop, but still a, a plus-plus talent group. Kind of my concern is Middle Tennessee just plays so damn hard, and they play so well together. It's just one of those teams where you watch them, and it's just like that's the essence of basketball. Like you Playing hard is a skill, as they say, and this team just plays so hard. Like Watching that game against Rice was, yeah, they were better, more talented, more athletic, but just they cared way more. They're so deep. Uh, McDevitt's really like reinvigorated this program with this cr- uh, oh, yeah. crop yeah. of like you know 10 sort of faceless dudes, no pure stars. Everyone kind of plays for each other. Kind of like the Pacific Damon Stoudemire team a couple of years back. I kind of get that vibe from this Middle Tennessee State team. So gut leans toward the Blue Raiders, Kai, but price is about right where it is. Yeah, I, I agree. It, Middle Tennessee's coaching is its what has me kind of leaning their way here. I don't think Dana Ford's bad by any means. I just think he's not quite as good as McDevitt. I still am not sure what we have in this Missouri State team. I know they're impressive against BYU. We already kind of said how we think BYU is a little odd this year. There's still a lot of newcomers, uh, new faces uh, on Missouri State. So I'm still going to wait on them if, before backing them uh, fully. Last game on the rundown before another chat mob and our best bets. It's Fresno State at North Texas, one of the lowest totals I have seen in college basketball. It's down to 114 for good reason. North Texas just scored 33 points against St. Mary's Jim. The under obviously got pounded. Tyler Perry, their best player. We don't know his status. He might be out. Minus five and a half. I got to be honest. Seems like a lot, especially if Perry's out of the lineup. Yeah, that you can't bet North Texas without knowing Perry status. And McCaslin's been really cryptic. He's like that, you know, he's so competitive that we got to make sure we know that he's good to go because he won't like hold up if he's limited or something. Like that's it, yeah. it sounds dicey. And I'm trying to because he I think he re-injured something, which is you know, you want to get more rest if that's what happened. Uh, but as far as the under, obviously this is a two-team dance, and Fresno is more than willing to play slow take bad shots sometimes. Uh, so I get why the numbers as low as it is. My, my number indicated the over and I was like, no, thank you. I, I have no interest in that. I'm not going to fade the market. I'm not going to sit there and hope that these teams somehow combine for 120 points. Cause Matt, that sounds miserable. Um, if it gets down to five and Perry's in, I would, I would take it, but kind of waiting to see if Perry's in and it's not going to go down if he plays. So this one's kind of a, a tough stay away from me. 
Yeah, I still want to take the under. It, with totals, it's tricky. I think you have to be somewhat strict to your strike prices. But when you look at the opposite ends of the spectrum, like the really, really high totals that could go banana, bananas or the really, really low totals that could be like 50 to 45, I don't think you need to be as strict on like, ah, oh, I got a stale number. I'm where one or two points off. Sure. I, this one should be 100 points total. I mean, I think I'd still take under at this point. I didn't bet it at the opener. I might just bet it now the more I've thought about how anemic both offenses are. I mean, Fresno just looked helpless on offense against San Francisco. They just have no idea what they're doing without Orlando Robinson, Jamal Baker. The UK transfer doesn't look 100%. He's never been 100%. It's um, so a lot of question marks. Yeah. And I just would think under is the home run play here. As obvious as it looks on the on the surface. Uh, chat mob round two, Matt. Let's do it. Uh, let's hit the mains the main board first and we'll hit a few extras rapid fire here at the end. Uh, Jim Montana and Troy from Shannon and a few others. The Grizz. Um, we're going to holster that for my other best bet. Matt. That's right. We will Actually, holster you know it. What? People know what it is. If I've already given one best bet and I haven't given an under, it's the under. It's the undertaker. We all know Jim um, under 133 and a half there. Uh, I believe these teams are all playing their third game in three days. Uh, Brandon Whitney potentially out for Montana, their key creator. And he is a, dogged on-ball defender so that might not help the under so much but i just think tempo is going to be really slow there's there's that back to back to back cumulative effect that i think is really really good for unders so i'm going to ride that markets bet it down a little bit but under 133 and a half for me there hi tooch youngstown ucsd university of cal san diego i thought they'd open this a lot higher just how good youngstown's been Mm -hmm. um but I don't really have a play on this game. Why? I guess why am I not on Youngstown is my question. I, yeah, I lean towards Youngstown. Uh, UC San Diego. Five. UC San Diego coming out of overtime yesterday. It's minus six and a half. At it's up six and a half. Okay. And it looks um, okay. UC San Diego played overtime yesterday against Navy. They did not cover an overtime, like an eight point spread. That's tough for mm. uh, UC San Diego backers. I like the, I lean towards the over in this game as well. Youngstown uh, games have been scoring a lot of points. It's a pretty good offense, um, but I got no play in here. Yeah, just just that note that UC San Diego is playing back to back after overtime, and Youngstown did not play yesterday. So yeah, yeah, they're good round of waiting. Yep, yep. Jim, um, to the Virgin Islands we go. Buffalo Howard question from Mike Adams asking Buffalo minus four. It's up to five at most places now. Um, Buffalo's a weird team. Cannot figure them out. What? Who are they? Are they good? Are they not good? It's weird. Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde. Up at halftime on Drake yesterday, I was on Buffalo and was able to middle that game because I don't trust Buffalo. So I was like, Hey, I got a, a shot in the middle. I think they're going to lose. And thankfully they did. Uh, you know, what's really confusing Matt, is that Howard Wyoming get, game yesterday that was super, super slow. And I don't know why. And so I, I don't really know what's going on with Howard. If they're trying to pump the brakes a little bit, that doesn't seem like what I expected from them, but uh, I don't know. Like, I think both these teams are kind of mysteries and that's, that's yep. making it a very hard stay away from me. I agree. Kai, Justin Young asking about Northeastern plus 15 Syracuse. Are we going to continue to fade Jim Beheim at this point? Or um, are you scared to back the young, youthful Northeastern Huskies? I'm scared to back Northeastern last couple of years. I, I used to be an automatic Bill Cohen backer. He used to be pretty profitable. I, he just hasn't figured this team out last couple of years. The lack of guard play is really really tough. Um, this Syracuse defense is legit in my opinion, despite the Colgate flurry of shots uh, that were hit against them. So I, I stay clear away. Hi, right back to you from Wonka dog uh, asking about one of those over high, high over totals that I think we all lean toward, even though at this point it's almost too obvious. Elon specifically in question playing NC state yeah. Wolfpack, just 
I think had a 200 total game against FIU. Um, so yeah, I think the over is probably the right play. Is the number too high now at 158? Is the question? No, I still lean towards the over 157. I think at Bet Rivers. Yeah, Elon's playing at a top 35 offensive pace. NC State will gladly take that. They're going to run up and down. I lean towards the over. Um, yeah, it's a noon start. Maybe it's early. You might be worried about that. But no, I think it doesn't matter. I'm with you. Uh, let's go to extra board real quick here. A few people asking about UNC Asheville versus EKU. Jim, Matthew Akers is the one that asked first. I love Asheville because my guy Drew Pember plays for them. I don't really have a ton of takes on EKU. EKU has been frustrating, and they're really, really young. Um, so I, I don't know. It's probably Asheville or nothing. This is going to be a up and down game, really high total. And I think that favors the more talented team, which right now is Asheville. Uh, Kai St. Peter's minus four against St. Francis, the Peacocks against which St. Francis, this is this the Pennsylvania one or the Brooklyn one. Brooklyn. Yeah. I'd lean the Peacocks. Feels a little short. I don't think, I don't think the Terriers are very good. Yeah, I think Jim's, uh, Jim's on pointing right, under. Yeah. That's probably correct as well. Yeah, I lean towards uh, St. Peter's. Uh, a couple here at the Horn I'm seeing just fly in. Army versus William and Mary from the Savage. Uh, Army off that. Oh, sorry, Army Navy is the one who covered an overtime against UCSD. Never mind. What, who, I don't know who Army played yesterday, so I'm on the blind on this one. Army yeah. just beat Sienna in overtime a couple days ago. I think that was their okay. most recent game. No, okay, I like right. Army here. I, I'm pretty impressed with them to this point. <clears> They're freshmen. I mean, I know they're freshmen, but the fact that Benson and the other Ethan Roberts, I think is the other one, have been so good is is really boosting them because they needed shooting and those guys are providing it. So with Rucker, uh, they they moved Cross to the bench last game, Jerry Cross, because the freshmen are so good. So I'm kind of I'm kind of buying Armini as, as a little bit of a buy low here. Yeah, military schools continue to outpace our expectations. We should probably take note of that. Uh, a couple of people asking, um, except or enthusiastically, Kai Mercer Winthrop. Minus three and a half, Mercer laying it. Um, I guess I lean Mercer, but Mercer is a team I never trust. They'll get up 20 and they'll blow that lead within blink of an eye. So, yeah, not backing it. I'm still not really keen on backing Mercer either without Grant and Glisson. Um, they haven't mattered yeah. a whole lot. I just rather have a healthy team. So, nothing there. Last one, Jim Florida Atlantic versus Detroit. How good are these Owls? Also, the Titans, really good too. Thoughts? Uh, I agree with the market. This came down. Uh, I think it's down to nine and a half, ten, and I think that's right. I got an eleven last night. You guys have been all over Detroit. I have not been winning bets on them, so tip my cap to you guys. I'm finally trying to come around and get in on that Antoine Davis money train. Yeah, he played well last game. I think that's a a, a sneaky talented team. Uh, all right, best bets recap, and best I will bets. keep the mic as I look at the outline, which I never look at, but I'll try and play by the rules. Uh, as I spoiled earlier, Bowling Green plus seven and the hook up in uh, in Olean. Taking on the Bonnies, like the Bonnies, just not as a favorite. So I'm going to fade him today. You know, all right. Um, my best bets, Portland minus three. As I mentioned earlier, Kai is against that. So if you, uh, you know, don't want, if you don't like when the weave is against each other, maybe that's not your favorite. Now pick bet. your side. Choose your fighter. Come on, guys. And then my under of the day, of course, Troy and Montana, 133 and a half. Playing their third game in three days. I think that game is a slog. Kai, your best bet. My best bet is NC State minus 25. Uh, like I kind of said earlier, I like the over in this game. I think there's going to be a ton of possessions. Billy Taylor is running on offense for Elon. That's bad news against NC State. They just feast off these fast games against lesser opponents. Elon, Elon lost to North Dakota. This team is kind of in shambles right now. So I think NC State blows them out. 
Yeah, Kai, they got Austin P to run one by 49. They got FIU to run one by 33. Like, yes. If you can get Austin P to run, you're, you're in good shape for getting <laughs> Elon to run. Uh, that does it, guys. Thank you for joining us on our Spinny Saturday show. Hey, we're back tomorrow. That's right. We are back tomorrow for a Sunday show, our first Sunday show of the year, because the slate is awesome. We have to talk about tomorrow's games. 10.15 a.m. Central Time once again tomorrow. Again, thanks to Bet Rivers. Go bet that parlay, get a 20% boost. And thank you to Field of 68. We will see you guys tomorrow. Good luck on your bets. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.